welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 I've begun using a really cool surface from Aviva IQ, and it's made my life so much easier. My guests love receiving all the important details about their stay exactly when they need it. And I love all the five-star reviews I'm getting on communication. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome everybody to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. My name is Jasper. I'm your co-host. Together I'm hosting this with Margo, who is the co-founder and CEO of Hostly. Marco, hey, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Great. How are you? You're not in an office, are you? <laughs> no. I'm in a very remote place in the north of Sri Lanka, actually. I went on a kite surfing trip together with a friend, and it's been an awesome week. I learned how to kite surf, which is very exciting. It's a really cool sport. It was mm -hmm. a bit of a struggle to get into it, but now it's super fun. It's really in the middle of nowhere here. There's no concrete roads. So we've been driving around on scooters and uh, just kind of hanging out with all the other kite surfers. So yeah, it's, wow. it's really been an awesome time. Cool. And so is this your first time kite surfing? No, I did a course in Chile a couple months ago. The sort of the basic course is nine hours and then you're supposed to sort of be able to stand on the board. It took me a little longer, so I took another nine hours and now I'm, you know, not perfect, but I can stand on the board. I can go right, I can go left. So it's wow. pretty sweet. Cool, cool. That's great. It looks like a lot of fun. I've seen kite surfers all around the world and it seems like there's a good community around it. So hopefully you'll get to enjoy that too. Yeah, kite surfing people seem to be pretty cool people in general, like pretty laid back, pretty chill. Definitely a cool community. Yeah, great. So I wanted to start this episode with a quick note. I just turned 40, actually, yesterday. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I know like four people who've turned 40 in the last week. <laughs> I was at another person's 40th birthday party over the weekend. Crazy. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are in the same age range too. Uh, you know, I guess that's quite natural. But anyway, you know, it's kind of like a milestone. And some people have asked me a typical question, like, what would you advise your 20-year-old self? And so I've kind of been thinking about that. And I thought of one thing that kind of applies to Airbnb. So I just wanted to share it. So I've always kind of find it strange that people seem to consider strangers as a sort of like a potential danger. But then when you, for example, have a common friend, then suddenly mm -hmm. that person turns into a friend, right? Then suddenly mm -hmm. you feel very comfortable with somebody. And I always thought this is kind of strange because sometimes you don't even know you have a common friend. Like today, for example, there's a girl in the resort. I only found out because a friend of mine posted on Facebook and in the comment, he said, hey, you should be my friend Jasper. And so it turned out that somebody in this resort I actually had a common friend with that I didn't even know. And so mm -hmm. the thought came to me that I was thinking like, that's kind of interesting because I would have considered this person a friend had I know that 
you know, that we had a common friend, but because mm-hmm. we didn't, there's sort of anxiety when you meet a stranger, right? There's some sort of like a feeling of discomfort because you don't know somebody. And I thought, what if instead of considering people friends once we get to know them, Mm-hmm. And when we don't know them, we consider them kind of like potential danger. You know, people talk about stranger danger. What if we turn it around and just assume the best in people and consider everybody your friend unless mm-hmm. proven otherwise? That's right. It's a mindset that I've been trying to adopt. And it kind of goes around the idea as well that, you know, life has certain risks. I mean, you can't really get around it, but you can choose what you focus on. And, you know, I prefer to live my life in not in fear. You know, I prefer to see the positive side in things. And that kind of really helped me to, you know, create like positive and empowering mindset that have enabled me to do things, you know, things like starting this podcast, writing my book. You know, I think those are all things that I was able to do because of I've adopted the more sort of positive mindset. So the way that this sort of plays into Airbnb is I remember when I was first accepting guests into my home, you know, there's these situations where somebody makes an inquiry and you look at the profile and you're mm-hmm. kind of hesitating a little bit because maybe mm-hmm. the person didn't write a lot on the profile. Maybe the picture is a bit unclear. You know, maybe the person doesn't have reviews. You know, there you have to make a decision. Are you going to accept or are you going to decline? And I've always tried to give people the benefit of the doubt if mm-hmm. if I wasn't quite sure. And so that's kind of like, I guess, my message from all of this. You know, when you're thinking about accepting an Airbnb guest or not, maybe just give people the benefit of the doubt. And if you've never had any problems with guests, maybe accept some more guests than you naturally would until you actually run into some issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to end with a quote from uh, Tony Robbins that uh, resonated with me. He says, when you act out of fear, you shrink. And when you act out of love, you grow. So I thought that was a really Mm -hmm. good, that's a really good one, I think. Yes, I agree. I totally (laughs) agree. (laughs) So life lessons from Jasper Rivers and moving on. (laughs) No, no, I think it's great. I agree with you. I think some of my best friends have been people who I didn't really connect with, actually, when I first met them. And uh, over maybe months or years, we sort of developed to be friends. That's another surprise that sometimes the people you're initially attracted to, for whatever reason, may not actually be the people who are your long-term friends. So just another reason why you should assume that everybody is a potential friend, because you just never know what it might turn into in the long run. Absolutely. That's a good point. I have a bunch of friends that I really didn't like when I first met them, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know, David, for example. No, just 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 kidding. <laughs> anyway, let's quickly talk about the news. There's not there's not really that much news that came out, but there's one thing that I think is really cool, and mm-hmm. that has to do with the concept of augmented reality. So yes. Apple apparently is developing an iPhone app, and they're developing software so that you can use augmented reality apps on your iPhone. And somebody who thought, you know what, that could be really useful for Airbnb, and so she's created sort of like a concept. Giphy. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the Giphy, you can see how how she implements augmented reality into the Airbnb iPhone app, where in the house manual, you can actually record small videos with little headings in there 
what you can use to show people how to use certain things in mm-hmm. your house, for example, the coffee machine or like the thermostat or, or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's something really cool for the future. You know, you can create a video for people that exactly shows your house and shows exactly how to use different things. So I definitely think that could be something uh, very useful for Airbnb hosts and guests in the future. Yeah, and not to be a Debbie Downer here, but which is a joke from Saturday Night Live. Yelp actually has had augmented reality in their uh, mobile app for years, for like six years, and they get no usage out of it. And I don't think that that necessarily means that this is the same thing, because really it is about the execution and like how easy it is for the user to discover it and find it useful. But I do think that there's this nut to crack when it comes to technology, especially travel technology, in how do you get people to really want to engage with their mobile phone and be exploring a place at the same time. It can't be disruptive to look down and like have to understand how your phone works in order to, you know, go a few steps in the right direction towards like something you want to see. It has to be like a seamless part of the experience. And I think there is a way to do it. So it's kind of cool that she's waking the giant, hopefully a little bit at Airbnb and saying like, there's opportunity here to do more when it comes to augmented reality and how people discover things. But I got to say, there's just a ton of work that needs to get worked out before it's going to become like something that people want to actually engage with. Because travel is all about like the experience. And I think people like to be there, not look at their phones. Anyway, just that's my little comment on that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, another thing I was thinking about, imagine that, you know, when you look at the pictures, you sometimes just don't really get a good idea of what the layout is, you know, Mm -hmm. where where the bedrooms are exactly and, you know, how that connects to the living room and the kitchen, et cetera. And that's why Mm -hmm. I've always been advising people to put floor plans, you know, in their Airbnb listings. Well, there's that company Matterport that allows people to do that. Have you seen that? It's a 3D um, house tour with a floor plan. No, I haven't. I know there's a floorplanner.com and I know there's magicplan.com that you can use to create like a 3D image of your place. But I was thinking, Mm -hmm. what if if in the future you can just like put in your glasses and you can walk around different Airbnbs to see which one you like? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what the company Matterport has. It's like a, it's not video, it's actually photography. So you can you can do that, but I don't know exactly how it's been integrated with vacation rentals. But if people are interested, they can go check it out. It's M-A-T-T-E-R-P-O-R-T. And they basically have a tool to let you do that. It's been primarily used for hotels and like longer term rentals, I think. I think it could have tremendous impact for Airbnbs because Airbnbs are all about the design and the feel of things. And, and I think that people would love to see that ahead of time. Yeah, and the person who created all these images... I might just uh, reach out to her and see if she wants to come on the podcast and explain what her vision is. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah, totally. There wasn't that much news. I saw one article about a caravan that was lifted up 15 feet up a tree. And this is an article (laughs) in the sun, which is, if I'm not mistaken, it's not the most serious newspaper in the, in the UK. But yeah, somebody put like a caravan up on a tree. It's somewhere in a rural village in Aberdeenshire in Scotland. Mm. And it's a kind of framed as the most unusual Airbnb in Britain. I mean, there's a bunch of pictures on the website. And I don't know how this person managed to get this caravan on top of this <laughs> tree. That's what I was going to say. How is it staying there? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. But uh, they put a, a little staircase up there and it's only 17 pounds per night, like 30 bucks or something. It was kind of funny. But then there's uh, a little bit more serious news coming out of Paris, 
and this is kind of a trend that's been going on for a while, but Paris is now going to force all Airbnb users to register their rental properties with the local authorities, just like San Francisco, right? Yep. Just like Newport Beach, which is a tourism area in Southern California. They're working collaboratively with Airbnb and with HomeAway to collect taxes and force registration. I mean, it's a small city, but it's, it's happening outside of San Francisco was my main point. Yeah, it's definitely trend. And, you know, Paris is the biggest market for, for mm-hmm. Airbnb. There's like 65,000 hosts in Paris, it says. Paris has a 120-day limit. They're going to require hosts to register with the local authorities in an effort to try to ban illegal listings. And they really want mm-hmm. Airbnb to do what Airbnb has done in Amsterdam and London, where they're mm-hmm. actually enforcing the daily limit of 60 days. Mm. And believe oh, like technically enforcing it like on their platform, you mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like in Amsterdam, you can't rent out for longer than 60 days because the calendar gets blocked. The same in London, uh, I believe it's 90 days. I think the interesting thing about all these uh, different places where they're putting in these regulations and stuff is I think at some point it's going to sort of converge to like a status quo, sort of like a default mm-hmm. set of rules and regulations and in some sort of collaboration between Airbnb and different cities. So it seems mm-hmm. like they're all like kind of moving into that direction with especially the bigger cities where it's like you have to register. There's a limit on the amount of days. Maybe eventually Airbnb will start enforcing that in different places, just like in London and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Hosts. Does it feel like you're spending way too much time responding to questions from your Airbnb guests? Is the fear of a possible bad review keeping you up at night? I recently learned about a really helpful service called Aviva IQ. With Aviva IQ, my workload and worries have reduced dramatically. All I had to do was link my Airbnb listings to Aviva IQ, create my messages and schedule delivery times. That's it. I can't believe how easy it was to set up. Now I can sit back and relax knowing that my guests receive all the important details on time, every time. Everybody sleeps better. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. Let's move on to questions. I got a bunch of questions this week, actually. One question was by uh, Christian. This is actually an interesting question. He has a free bedroom, two bathroom house. He lives there. So he has two bedrooms and one bathroom spare. And so he's asking, how should I structure this? Should I have just one listing with two bedrooms and a bathroom? Should I have, Mm -hmm. you know, two listings, like both bedrooms separately in a shared bathroom? Or should I have Mm -hmm. three listings? One listing for two beds, one bath, and then the both of the bedrooms separate as well. So that's his question. Do you have any thoughts on that? I vote for C. Three listings. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that depending on the seasonality and demand for his like specific listings, maybe like there's a time of year when he wants to be pushing the combined package or the single rooms or whatever. So I would definitely have three listings and I would be thoughtful about how you would manage them during certain times of year and how to optimize that. It's kind of like, why not? Why not? I don't know. What what are your, your thoughts on that? The only challenge I see is that uh, if you want to enable instant booking on all those free listings, then you could potentially get some double bookings. Yeah, but you could just enable instant bookings on the one that you think is most likely or to go through, even if it's a combo of the others. That's what I would do. I would have like one 
Yeah, so that's that's my photo as well. So I actually responded and, and I said, you know what, why not just have free listings? And to prevent double bookings, you can either only use instant book for the two separate bedrooms or mm-hmm. only use instant book for the two, the-, the whole thing. So that way you never have uh, any uh, problems with double bookings. But, you know, the reason why I chose this question is Airbnb is actually going to implement a feature where you can list, link your listings. Mm-hmm. What will happen is that you can put free listings on there. You can put instant book. You can turn it on and all free. And Airbnb is going to automatically make sure that you don't get any double bookings. That's cool. It's complicated, but go Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's, yeah. it's great. You know, in this example, imagine Christian has all these free listings, and mm-hmm. one of the bedrooms get booked on instant book. Then Airbnb would automatically turn off the instant booking on the two bed, or maybe they would even block the calendar for those days on the entire listing. I don't know exactly how they're going to implement it. I just know that they're working on this. That would be a really great feature. So I guess uh, we definitely agree on this one. And then, you know, the question is, are you going to use the instant booking on the separate rooms or the, the entire listing? I think that depends on how much demand you're seeing, right? I would just start out with enabling the instant book on the two separate rooms. If it turns out that most people are actually interested in the two bedrooms and the one bathroom as a total, mm-hmm. if you get mm-hmm. more groups of four people who, who want to book the entire listing, I would switch it. It also depends on the pricing. So if in one of those scenarios you're making more, like if you make more listing out the two rooms combined than you do listing them separately, that would be another factor in which one you'd want to enable instant bookings on. So I think that there's just like more to the picture here that I would want to explore before knowing which one to do. You know what I mean? Because it depends on your pricing, really, how you are structuring it. It does. One more question I wanted to mention is, this question is by Eddie, and he has a very simple question. He is listing on Airbnb and he's considering listing on some other platforms as well. And his question is, mm-hmm. am I going to be able to post pictures from my Airbnb listing and take them and move them over to the other platforms? Because he's used the Airbnb photographer. And so you know mm-hmm. how Airbnb photographer works. They don't give you the pictures, right? They just upload them mm-hmm. to your Airbnb listing. Mm-hmm. You can hack that a few different ways, right? Like you could take screenshots of the photos from Airbnb. You can also... I believe kind of like right click and then save the images to your desktop and then re-upload them on another booking site. There are also probably services out there that, that actually will scrape your Airbnb listing and pull the images for you and then post them somewhere else. I know that there are several that are automated and several that require a little bit of manual work. Uh, there are also bookings distribution companies. Um, one company that Hostfully's partnered with is Orbi Rental. And by the way, this was not a, a setup for an ad, but um, Orbi Rental is a company that has designed a specific product that helps vacation rental managers list on multiple bookings platforms. And they will help to structure the information that comes from Airbnb and put it on different bookings platforms. I don't think that they'll actually get the images for you, but that's a pretty straightforward thing. Maybe they would say that they have the rights to those photos because they took them. I'm sure that they wouldn't come after you unless it was a case where you were doing something really obvious that was in their face about competing with them. So it's a little bit of a gray area in terms of like whether you'd want to use the photos because of who has rights to them. But in terms of technically speaking, you could definitely figure out ways to get those to other bookings platforms. 
Yeah, the only reason that Airbnb would object, I think, is if you create a listing, then get the photographer, get the pictures, and then you just kind of like delete the listing on Airbnb and use the pictures for different sites. I can't imagine they're actually going to come after you because they're way too busy with all sorts of other stuff. This is the last thing that they would come after you for. So I, I don't think you'd get in trouble for it. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I got to rush to the airport right now. Yes. So Marco, thanks. I want to make sure you catch your flight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised that we didn't have any hiccups in our connection because I'm using a, a SIM card and I'm literally in the middle of nowhere and created a personal hotspot to connect my laptop. And we're talking over Skype. And before we started talking, I could even, we could even turn on the video and see each other. So I'm kind of impressed by the strength of the uh, local uh, data network of the telecom provider here. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. So it's amazing. Yeah. Did you know that the first wireless signal was sent in 1901 from London to uh, Newfoundland, Canada? Just learned this today. And they weren't sure that the signals would go around the world because they knew that the world was round. But now we figured all that out. It's pretty amazing how, how, how good wireless works. So <laughs> just a, another random fact that I know. Well, I... Anyway, it was great talking to you. I did know that. Thank you for sharing. And listeners, <laughs> thanks for joining. We'll obviously be back on Monday with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. See you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.